Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Just a Tad on the DTF Podcast. My name is Sam Norton. You are a listener, a lover, a fighter, a, a big cop of Joe. I don't know who you are or what you are, but I'm glad you're here with me right now. I'm back uh, by myself today. We've had a string of guests, but it's just me now in your earballs, massaging them with my not baritone. I think I have a s- soprano voice. I know it's nasally because my nose has its own spine. Shout out to a friend of mine who said that about me once, and it was real mean. But today, we're not here to talk about my afflictions. We're here to talk about comedy. Again, what? We never talk about comedy, and yet here we are. Uh, Today, we're talking about a little lady named Kristen Shaw. Uh, Kristen Shaw and Kurt Braun. Hey, this is Ryan, the editor. Just wanted to pop in real quick just to let everybody know that some of us here uh, understand that it's actually pronounced Kristen Shaw and Kurt braun not everyone here is Sam. Uh, okay, enjoy the rest of the show. Kristen Shaw. Uh, they are two uh, New York-based comedic stand-ups uh, slash writers and sketch and improv and actor and actress. They do basically anything comedy they try have, have tried to do throughout their whole career. Uh, they have been in a group off and on for some years now. Kristen's had a little bit more success through movies and acting and stuff, but Kurt's been out there writing and doing, uh, doing shows. Uh, this clip that we're going to play, I wanted to talk about it because it's one of those things that when you show somebody... All right, so whenever you're talking about comedy, right, it's very subjective. We've already figured that out on this podcast, and you should know that by now. Comedy is very subjective, and when when I talk about it, this is one of those things that when I show people, I know right away if... They have a expanded idea of comedy or not. Uh, not a right or wrong view of comedy, just an expanded view of comedy. Because, and I pulled this from uh, Radio Lab, their website, they had it up there. They sum it up perfectly when they said, This video I'm about to play you seems to break all the rules about how a joke works. And it says, Be careful, the silly, loopy song is perfectly catchy. Now, that, that kind of sums it up perfectly. I'm going to dissect it once we get into it, but this is from the Melbourne Comedy Festival back in 2008. Uh, they, these two, like, the, that comedy festival, they had, like, stand-ups come out and sketch and stuff like that, and these two decided for their sketch they would do this. Now, they have done it before and since. It's was a thing that they came up with, but the reason I picked this one out is because this was the first time... In my comedy career, that I saw comedy uh, be done in a way that I didn't know was even possible, if that makes sense. Like, I've said that a few times before of like, oh, this person changed the game, this did that. This didn't change the game. 
I'm sure weird shit like this has been done before, but I want you to know personally, for me, this was the first time that I saw something and went... And, and, and let me say this. I have seen similar things. I've, I've been doing comedy 10 years, okay? I've seen similar things be done uh, since then. But this was the first one that I watched that, one, made me laugh because it it's, it's very ridiculous. So I hope you laugh at the ridiculousness of it. But two, just like Radio Lab said, it broke every idea of what what I thought like structurally had to happen uh, to make a joke or a punchline. And so I want you guys to have that frame of mind when you go into it. Also, just turn your brain off because you're going to need that to laugh at it. So enjoy the clip. When we come back, we're going to break it down quite a bit and see if we can't find where the funny is. Uh, all right. Enjoy. Wow. We are so excited to show. We haven't been this excited since we did our own show back in the 70s in America. Yeah, it's called Uncle Ben's Farmyard Courthouse. It was a children's show. Uh, it explained the American judicial system to children ages 3 to 8 using a courthouse made completely of animals. Yeah, I think it failed because none of the animals could talk. Yeah. Yeah, but we had fun. Yeah, we had a yeah, great time. Yeah, we got to write a lot of sketches. Yeah. And we're going to be doing one for you this evening. This is actually a sketch from our show in the 70s called Uncle Ben's Farmyard Courthouse. You ready? I am. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. One, two. One, two, three. Oh, Kristen Shaw is a horse. Kristen Shaw is a horse. Well, look at her dance like a look at her go like a look at her dance like a horse. Oh, Kristen Shaw is a horse. Kristen Shaw is a horse. Well, look at her dance like a look at her go like a look at her dance like a horse. Oh, Kristen Shaw is a horse. Kristen Shaw is a horse. Look at her dance like a look at her go like a look at her dance like a horse. Oh, Kristen Charles is a horse. Kristen Charles is a horse. We look at her dance like a look at her go like a look at her dance like a horse. Oh, Kristen Charles is a horse. Kristen Charles is a horse. We look at her dance like a look at her go like a look at her dance like a horse. Oh, Kristen Charles is a horse. Kristen Charles is a horse. We look at her dance like a look at her go like a look at her dance like a horse. This might take a while, so we'll take this opportunity for a break. Coming up next, crazy Jason Byrne, Phil Nickel, Rove, and more. See you soon. was Kristen Shaw and Kurt Braun at the Melbourne Comedy Festival in 2008 doing 
Kristen Shaw's a horse is, I think, what that's called because they say it so many goddamn times. <laughs> I hope you liked it, all right? It was probably very weird to listen to, and trust me, it's even weirder to watch. You can find it online. It's called Kristen Shaw's a horse, and there you go. Uh, now, here's the thing. Uh, this, this sketch was the first time, and like I said, not the last, I ever saw a joke with a setup and that's it. Like, they turned they turned a setup so repetitive that it turned into its own punchline, and then it's setup again, and then it's punchline. So, there's a, there's a pretty famous comedy quote. Uh, it's not a famous quote, but it's a famous comedy quote if you're a comedy nerd like we are here. That comedy or jokes... It's like a rubber band, all right? You you stretch it to get tension. The farther you stretch it, and then once you release it, that's the punchline, right? You stretch, and then once you release, that clap, that snap is the punchline and where you should get the laughter, right? Now, Steve Martin expanded on this back in the 70s in his book, Born Standing Up. I will probably do a DTF on that book alone because it's like my Bible, uh, I've read maybe four books in my life, and that's one of them, and I've read it more than any other. Regardless, Steve Martin said in that book that uh, that famous saying that it's like a rubber band, right? And back in the 70s, he got the notion of trying to write material that doesn't have a punchline, doesn't have a twist. You're just, in, in his words, he was like, what if you just never release the, the tension of the rubber band? And what I got out of that is either you give the rubber band over to other people in the audience and you let them figure out where to laugh, or it's like stretching a rubber band until the fucking thing snaps, right? It just breaks in half and then you get a bigger laugh out of it. What I think this did was kind of take that and, pardon the pun, expand upon it where it's almost like taking the same rubber band, having it break, and then taking those pieces <laughs> And expanding those until they break in half. So you're just constantly breaking this thing until there's nothing left and you just have to walk off stage with n nothing. I mean, there was laughter and punchline, or uh, laughter and, and shit, but it, it, it's so nothing that it's, hu it's humorous. And so I kept trying to figure out uh, where, where the funny was. Like, was the funny that it's ridiculous and I thought maybe yes was the funny that they just were so repetitive and I thought yes I don't know I the, it's also the first time and again not the last I saw the game of repetition being played for a laugh right that repetition is where I think when I first started thinking about this where I think the laughter is right because they just keep doing it over and over and over, and so you just keep going, oh, okay, this is what it is. And then the longer they go, you have this kind of roller coaster effect of like the longer they go, you're like, ah, okay, I see where you go. And then that's like that, that's like the click up where you're going, ah, is this? All right, they're doing it again. Then that's when you laugh. And then you go into a gully. And then it gets annoying where you're just like, all right, we, we got it. Right, and then you go a couple of more, and then you start going up the hill again, and you go, ah, is this going to be the last? And then it's not, and then you laugh again. So you have this weird up and down motion between, kind of on board with it, and then once it goes past your expectations, and you laugh, 
if they go another one, it just gets annoying. And so it builds up this weird tick back and forth. It's a like a, a game of cat and mouse of being in on the joke and being annoyed by it and then being back to bored. So it's this weird cycle. And then seeing how much you can keep trolling the audience before they like 100% turn on you. So I, that's what I thought was the repetition was the funny thing. But I think, honestly, I think the crux of this is the willpower that is given given towards it. And what I mean by that is, yeah, the repetition of going up and annoyed and, uh, you know, turning expectations of how long are they going to go? Oh, they did it again. I think at one point, though, maybe that's on the first two, right? On the first two laughs that you get. But then on the rest of it, it's almost you're laughing by how how impressive their um, involvement in the joke is, right? They they're so involved with that, like they've committed. They've committed. Like once you see the commitment, it it turns in from like laughter of like oh you got me to laughter of like oh keep going yeah I can't believe this. Like, how many times someone can do it. Like, it's it goes from, like, a laughing at the joke to laughing with the joke, if that makes sense. I'll try to explain it a little bit better. But, like, when you're laughing at the joke, right, it's, Oh, I see what you did there. Ha-ha. Or you tricked me. Hee-hee. Right? But when you're laughing with the joke, it's, like, this weird Rudy-esque thing of... If you've ever, if you've ever watched... It's kind of a very similar feeling, and I, this is stretching it a little bit, but it's a very similar feeling to me whenever I watch this. Is like watching a uh, like a dog get their head, or a cat, or animal, you know, get their head caught in a uh, I don't know a box or something, and they keep shaking it. And the longer that it goes on, you're laughing because it's a funny thing, right? It's it's you're, but at some point you're laughing. Because you're rooting for them. You're like, oh my god, this is going on so long. Do it! You can do it! And like, the closer they get, you're like, ah! And then it's almost like the box is going to come off, but they trip, and it just, thunk, goes right back on. You start to laugh again. That's kind of the same feeling I got. Because they went through so many laugh counts, alright? Like, I, I went, I, I actually studied this uh, before we started doing this, right? So, there was, there was a few laugh counts, alright? So, it took three, three of the Kristen Shaw's horse, Kristen Shaw's a horse, right? It took three repetitions to realize the pattern, and that's what got the first laugh, okay? Then there was, then they went past it, dead silence. So we're on number four, four repetition, right? So it took one, two, three, got the punchline, people recognized the pattern on the fourth one, everybody was like, okay. We're just going to do this, right? Then on the fifth, you can kind of feel the tension build up of like, oh shit, they're going, they're going back around. Like they went all the way, they went all the way around the merry-go-round. Now they're coming back. Here they come. And on the uh, sixth one, so you have the fourth, nothing. The fifth, oh-oh, are they coming back around again? Then on the sixth, you get another laugh because they know they've gone past the thing of ex expectation. Like, 
The third one was funny enough because it was like, oh, okay, you went, it's, it's, it's this weird rule of three. If you don't know it by now, you should if you're listening to this. But the rule of three is you, number one is the premise, number two is the expectation, number three is breaking the expectation. Between two and three is where you, uh, you get the laugh, okay? So it's, it's just recognizing patterns is all that comedy is, right? So that's why on the third one they get a laugh, then on the sixth one they get a laugh, because you've gone beyond their expectations, but you're still fitting the mold, right? But then it takes another, uh, let me see here, one, two, and then they go to commercial break, where everybody's just kind of flat doodling. So that's two. There could be more, but they go to, uh, so that's three, six, seven, eight. On the eighth one, they go to the commercial bake. Then they have three after that, nine, 10, 11. And you start getting people into that weird Rudy rooting for the box to come off of a turtle's head type laughter where everybody's, ah. And here's where I think the joke is, okay? So up until now, what did I say? We're on 11? We're on 11 repetitions? Right now, it is, it, again, it's about the repetition of it. We fit the patterns of... Every third one, people are laughing because you set up the expectation, or you introduce the expectation, you go to the expectation, then you twist it, right? Keep going, right? But between the 6th and the 11th, there isn't that much laughter other than like, oh, come on, do it! And this is where I think Kristen and Kurt make this a joke because right now you're probably like Sam this isn't a joke why are you making us listen to this why am I listening to this right and this is why I like to show people to see how far their idea of comedy goes because is it a joke probably not all right we can easily argue that all you're doing is being a fucking silly goose and just pushing the bounds. I've seen a lot of people do this where they'll say like the same punchline over and over and over and over again, right? But here's what I think separates this from other shit that I've seen before. On the 11th one is when Kurt starts to go manic, right? Where he starts to become unintelligible and he starts just kind of yelping or yodeling. It, uh, just unintelligibly, because up until now it's Kristen Shaw's a horse. Kristen Shaw's a horse. I look at her dance and I look at her go and I look at her dance like a horse. Ooh, right? It's very, you can hear it. But by this point, they're both tired because Kristen's dancing, so you can hear her panting and laughing. And Kurt has been saying the same thing without any real breath for, a, you know, what's up to two minutes now. And so what he puts into it is, just starts screaming at the top of his lungs, right? Just, and it gets unintelligible, which is where I think it turns into a joke. It's just a longer payoff of a joke, right? So instead of actually having something to say, it is, uh, how, how do I, how can I explain this? All right. So a normal joke is, uh, Why'd the chicken cross the road to get to the other side, right? You have the setup punchline, okay? This one, I think it does have a setup, but it's not where you think it is, which is why you get a laughter towards the end, right? Which is when he's screaming. Uh, That's the punchline to me. When they say, when they end it going like, and that's how a bill becomes a law, that's like a tag to me. 
because it's going, hey, you remember why we started yelling and dancing like fucking idiots? Because you actually forget. You're, you're just so involved in, like, how many times are they going to do it? And then by the time they get done, they go, that's how a bill becomes a law. You go, oh, yeah, that's okay. That's the tag. The punchline, though, is going 11, 12, 13. Yeah, 13 was my count. 13 times, including a commercial break. 13 times into it, screaming at the top of your lungs on the uh, 12th, 11th, 12th, and 13th. That's where the punchline is, is just going hard to the paint and willpower, going past the audience expectation of how far you're going to go with it, and then how strong you're going to go with it. I think that's where the laughter is. If they were up there just the whole time, just Kristen Chaz a horse, Kristen Chaz a horse, look at her dance, and look at her do, and look at her dance like a horse. Ooh, just kept doing that with no amp up or no, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Amp up or, uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, fuck. Anyways, I'm just gonna say amp up, You bet if you know the word, just fucking communicate it to me. But that, that's what comedy is about, is you have to ramp, ramp it up over time. Comedy rarely, rarely lives in a, especially physical comedy or sketch comedy, rarely lives in the subtle. Now, it, it can, right? You have Bob Newhart, you have uh, fucking Stephen Wright, uh, Mitch Hedberg. You, you have people like that that can give it mellowness, right? But... Majority of the time, it's not a rule, but majority of the time, it lives in a heightened reality. And I think that's what this does to AT, right? It is funny because it's a heightened reality of it, right? It's like the movie Airplane. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But I'm going to use it as an example, right? Airplane is funny because it's a heightened reality of an uh, like a, a epic air crash movie that used to be in the 70s right it, it, it heightened it heightened the reality of what was what would happen during oh the p pilots got food poisoning what do you do it heightens that reality that's where comedy lives is it still reality still somewhere based on logic you have to show them the logic but you have to heighten that logic right and that's what happens here is they they slowly ramp it up and they do it right when you're just about to be annoyed with it right where you go up down up down okay i got the pattern and then at the very end on the very last thing right i got the pattern i'm getting sick of it wait a minute he's screaming then you fucking wrench up and go yeah keep going do it right and then they just abruptly end it i think that's where it is because I, and here's, a, here's another example of a joke that I heard. I was in Madison, Wisconsin. This is what got me thinking about it, by the way. I was in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, let's say two weeks ago. And I was hanging out with these nice people at a bar. And the bartender told me this joke, okay? Joke is, two whales walk into a bar. Bartender says, what are you having? First whale looks at the bartender and says,
right? And you just do that forever, right? And then right when you can see someone, uh, I'm sorry, I'm explaining the joke before I tell it to you, but you're not here, so I can't tell when your face is fucking done with me. Uh, but right when someone's face gets done, you just go, and then the second whale says, I'm sorry, my friend is mentally retarded, we just need some water because we're parched. That's the whole joke, right? It's fucking stupid. And so that joke, I think, is very much like the Kristen Shaw's a horse, is you're either on board or you're not. And if you're not on board, it's just going to be a flat line of annoyingness. But the way that you can get past that is maybe heightening that reality, seeing how weird you can get with the whale noises... And seeing how long you can go with the whale noises before someone just goes, fucking what are you doing, right? I think that's a, I think that's a perfect, perfect example of the same type of joke. Uh, and it was nice, it was nice to have a regular civilian. The bartender was super nice, his sister was nice, we were all hanging out, we were all cool. But I love that joke. He said that he saw a, uh, guy on a band, uh... At the, the club that I was working at, uh, I guess he broke his guitar string. <laughs> and so while he was fixing his guitar string and, like, tuning it up, he was like, let me tell you a joke. He told that joke. And right when he was stringing up his string, he started doing the whale noises and then tuned his guitar the whole time he was doing whale noises. And then right when it got tuned is when he gave the... Yeah, and then the second one said, I'm sorry, my friend's fucking mentally retarded right that, and then he just started playing his song which is i thought also was a, a perfect way to tell something to keep the audience involved also make a fucking funny joke and then go right into the comp like his uh musical act so i thought that's a a very good joke but again you can make the argument that it's not now why is not, why is that not a joke um well no setup punchline nobody really gives a shit about it maybe it's just comedy but that's why I like to talk about this. It's like where where and what is a joke, technically? And should we give a shit? Like if it's funny or not? I don't know. I think we should. I think it's fun to talk about. People talk about what's music. If someone's farting, a, like puts a fucking pan flute up against their asshole and farts into it and makes notes, is that art? It's funny. <laughs> I'd like to see someone do that as a joke. I don't know if it's a fucking musical act. I'm sure there's a bunch of hipsters out there that would think that, though. I'm not one of those hipsters. Oh, by the way, you're listening to a hipster. I don't know if you know that. I've been called that. I'm a, it's weird. I've been called a Trump supporter, a hipster, and a faggot. All, all, all like, within an hour. It's weird. I don't know what... I think I'm all over the place. I need to... I don't know. I need to find a new identity. I think I'm just a comedy nerd, just like you. So yeah, maybe that's uh, maybe that's not a joke. I consider it to be. I think it's funny as shit. Kristen Shaw's a horse. Every time I watch it, I'm like, God damn it, they did a good job with that. And I'm going to continue to think that's a joke. So if you don't think that's a joke, let me know. Why not? Do you just hate good comedy? <laughs> I don't know. I could see why it's not funny to some people. But fuck, I think it's funny as shit. So anyways, that'll be our time for today. I hope you enjoyed me breaking apart the structure non-structure of Kristen Shaw and Kurt Braun please look them up they're both funny comedians uh not doing shit like that they actually have uh regular stand-up routines not regular it's still weird but it's nothing like that 
nothing is, you know? That's a, that's a pretty unique act, question mark? I don't know. Let me know what you think, everyone. Thank you for supporting. Uh, please, please uh, like, share. That really helps me out. Please share it with people that you would think also like comedy. There's a reason I make money. People like comedy. You guys like comedy. So if you think someone else gets bored, be like, hey, yo, I know this dude. He's doing this thing. You should, uh, you should listen to him. That'll help me out, man, because I'm not doing this other than for all of us, you know, this little tiny community we got going. So... Also, get back at me. If you guys want me to do any comedy, uh, I would be more than happy to deconstruct something. You guys have been listening long enough that you know what I like to talk about. So give me give me some, I don't know, throw me a curveball. See if I can talk about shit that I don't know about. You know what I mean? And uh, let me know if you'd like me to talk about things other than comedy. I'm thinking about moving into, because I like kind of talking about Prince and shit like that and MF Doom. I might try to talk about shit that uh, I don't know. So... Get at me, let me know. I love you all to death. Please go out and find your own comedy. Watch this whole video. Christian uh, Charles, of course. Let me know what you think. And continue to support and love stand up comedy and artists in general. I love you all very much. I will see you next time. Thanks very much. Bye.